You were just like I did at your age. Please don't say that, Dad. I'm 16 years old. I'm not a child. Don't you take that tone of voice with me, young lady. Love you, Dad. I love you too, son. You're listening to Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. Two friends since first grade, now dad's reliving the Disney movies we grew up on with our own kids. I'm Eddie Ferguson. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we've got to wear a seatbelt because it's a Disney... Ah. And I'm J.B. Wagner. And on today's episode, we've got to wear a seatbelt because it is a Disney movie as we review Inspector Gadget. But first, Eddie... Tell me what's going on with you and the kids. Um, we, uh, I, I just did uh, my first like all day dad day Ooh. with uh, Sarah going off with some ladies from the church. And uh, it was also while I was still needing to work and have meetings, Ooh. which uh, <laughs> I think many, many people got a, a taste of this during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not. So I was having to do a lot of different video calls and different things like that. And of course, while I'm needing to be on a call, uh, our internet, which just wasn't buffering Disney plus very well. So I couldn't utilize Disney plus as a, as a babysitter. Oh, no. Um, because you know, it would freeze and then the kids just aren't patient for all of that. But probably the best moment, all of it was I was in the middle of a phone call and Lewis just keeps coming over, coming over, coming over. I, I want apple juice. I want a snack. I want Mm -hmm. you name it. He wanted everything under the sun. No, you're well fed. Go play with your toys. Like you have so (laughs) many toys, go play with them. And so finally about like halfway through it all, he just comes over to me and he goes, Daddy, I'm out of gas. What? What does that even okay. mean? I was like, like, do you mean like you're really tired? He goes, yeah, I'm tired. I'm out of gas. Oh my! Like, God. <laughs> it's like, okay, why don't you just why don't you just go sit on the couch? Why don't you just go sit on the couch? And I and uh, he and he went and did, and I kind of forgotten, and I started, and the other kids were down for naps. And so I was focused on the phone call. I finished the phone call. I get up and I look over on the couch and he is passed out. That's amazing. Just like dead to the world asleep. Uh, so I was like, wow, you really were out of gas. I'm really glad I didn't give you anything sugary to push through that. I'm out of gas. I feel like my son has done. Uh, I'm out of battery. I'm pretty sure oh, he's that's done a out good of one. I'm out of battery. Out of gas. That's good. I like that. I'm going to use uh, that. When we flew down here, our first flight was delayed out of Indianapolis. And Lewis was very confused by this. Like, I don't know, you know, what are they doing? What's going on? And loud enough for like the whole waiting area, the whole gate terminal area of the airport, he goes, oh, they're recharging the plane's batteries. <laughs> he figured yes, it that's out. Exactly he figured it out for all doing. of us. He, I think that's always why planes are planes are late. They're recharging the plane's batteries. But it was like a revelation. And uh, oh, they're recha- recharging the plane's batteries. And everybody else is like, I bet you that's actually more correct than we want to let on. 
Oh my, yes. Cause and they they knew us well because there's like opposing moving sidewalks yep. in the middle of the of the terminal. And I was having him just run, yep. run up and down, run up and run all around them. Just like how much energy can we possibly burn here um, while they were recharging the plane's batteries? That's amazing. Did your did your wife yes. have a good time on her ladies day? She did. She came back uh, well charged, uh, but at the same time exhausted because she had to do the whole thing in Spanish, which. Oh, yeah. Is fun and good, but your brain also just is so worn out. Yeah. How's that journey for her learning Spanish? For, for the first first time i'm assuming or has it maybe a little bit of experience beforehand she she studied a lot uh in high school and college and then even before coming here so she's she's doing awesome she's learning faster than most so and and i'm i'm excited to point out there was a good little spanish joke today in today's there movie, was we'll I, made, I made i made a note of that a- i do remember being in mexico with you and i really wanted a soda or something like that and i braved going down to the market area right around the corner from you and being like oh man i, I hope i can just can i just say quanto what would it quanto case and try to think okay I, I i gotta remember how much it's gonna cost and that the dude had to help me so i was like quanto and he said something and i can't remember what he said now but i think it was 60 cents or something i don't know and so i like did it all and he it we he took my money maybe i gave him too much money or or whatever but i can only imagine having to Num- spend an entire day doing that numbers and especially currency is for me just the hardest cuz you're <laughs> cuz you're not only processing like mathematics which i hate no matter what the language is but you're also like you're quantifying value right and so yeah. you're like and then and then here, the currency is so inflated. So a dollar is 680 colones. So you'll pay like 2,000 colones for a Coke. You'll, you'll, so you hear these large astronomical numbers and you're like, hold on, wait, no, gotta, gotta bring it down. Hey, I gotta think through this. I do math. Do you have a calculator do with you? Do math, math, hey, math. Do you have a using the yes. calcul- calculator? I have a app. converter. No, I have a converter that uh, I just punch in whatever it is in Colones and I have the dollar exchange because it's like, I'm, yeah, I just need to know. What was, did you have any of your meetings to, uh, that you had to actually like cancel or cancel because you're like, I just can't do this anymore with these kids. I'm sorry. I just, I can't, I can't focus. You pressed no, on, you pressed luckily- on. Luckily, they were not anything, you know, super formal. They were a little more relaxed. So all of those meetings were happy to see the kids pop in and pop out. It was good. It wasn't any hard counseling stuff, which would have made it really difficult. I prefer not to do that over over Zoom, Zoom meetings. But I do love the compilation videos from the pandemic of like crazy things that happened Mm -hmm. over Zoom, you know, kids going in the um what was that one the, vir- is the-, the viral video of the guy on the phone and the nanny coming in to like grab the child in the background that and i think that was pre-pandemic too it, that it was, was pre-pandemic a good one. It, and i think it was his wife because i sure saw an interview wife? afterwards it, it yeah. was actually okay it was this on is- bbc 
That uh, was good. My favorite is the lawyer who, or the judge, <laughs> who got the cat. The cat the meme cat and filter. it's his face. <laughs> it's just like, this isn't so my good. real face. <laughs> so good. I was just talking to somebody the other day about it. And we just started, my wife and I, we just like started giggling. Just talk, talking about, just very giggling talking about it. The craziest one, by far the craziest one, is this doctor, like a plastic surgeon, had to appear in court. And it was, uh, they, you know, it was pandemic, so they were doing even court and everything via Zoom. Um, but he appeared, appeared in quotations, in court via Zoom while performing surgery. What? And you like you see him like off to the side, you know, the camera's kind of side angle and he's like working on somebody and he's talking off to the side like, yes, judge. Da, 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 da. It's like a, it was like a traffic court or whatever. Oh, so it wasn't like for and being negligent while <laughs> working. No, on no. But the, but the judge, the judge was so ticked off. He was like. This is highly inappropriate. Someone should submit you to a board like you should have moved that surgery or you should have like figured out like something else for this. Like he just went at this guy and was like, get off of this now and take care of that person. So I don't know whatever heard of it. But that video, you're just like, what? So it was a little bit, a little uh, bit easier for you than. Uh, yeah, some yeah. Of that was people. a bit of a rabbit trail. That, that, that's funny. Nonetheless. So for some Disney news, uh, we are anticipating another big blockbuster Marvel film coming out this coming weekend uh, in the next couple of days. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, May 4th, I believe. Um, listening to this. Yes, yeah, so we got Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness coming out. And I just want to say this, Eddie, I'm getting a little worried because they keep on releasing new trailers with new spoilers to the point where I've had so many conversations with people at my office and even I think with my wife about like, I'm getting a little concerned that they're giving so much away that they are and every trailer has a new little wrinkle to it that like, are they worried that this is going to suck? <laughs> and they're they're It's almost like giving away so much that everyone will come opening weekend because they're a little worried about making their money back. I don't know what's happening, but I feel like they keep on having new trailers and somebody else is coming to me going, did you want to read the new one? They've got more spoilers happening. They release a new character that's going to be in this. Another person that they're going to bring back for this. They're going to bring this person in from the X-Men universe, et cetera. I'm a little worried, but maybe yeah, you don't I, have the same thing as me. Well, I, I knew that there was a lot coming out. And, and so I've purposely been trying to like limit how much I'm watching. Because I, I enjoy... So like Spider-Man No Way Home, I watched like the very first trailer and that was it. And of course, like anyone else, there was just no avoiding some of the rumors about all the Spider-Man yeah. coming back and everything. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I was like, I, I don't want anything. And so I walked into that having watched almost, you know, nothing. I think one trailer. And I was so glad that I did like that. It made that movie so much more fun for me. Um, and so I've been trying to do that with this one. Until you told me. Until I told you. In our show notes. <laughs> Should we be worried? <laughs> no, no, no. But I also think, I don't know, this might go in with um, this past week with CinemaCon in Las Vegas, where all the studios pitch 
to the cinema owners around the world, like big companies and stuff. They all come together. It's kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's like Comic-Con, but for owners of movie theaters and all the studios are pitching like, here's what we're doing, here's what we're doing. And like the overwhelming thing that came out of that was it looks like studios, they're they're gun shy on full on streaming and that they want to go back kind of reinforce. They want to kind of go back a bit to strong theater showings. And so they showed more than they usually do. They were kind of like, this was the first one since the, the first con- uh, CinemaCon since the pandemic. And so there was a lot of just reinforcing like, hmm. yes, a shorter release window, you know, stuff's going to make it to streaming sooner, but we we still want these huge box office numbers and everything out of theaters. The fact that Spider-Man No Way Home came out in December and we did not be able, we weren't able to rent that like for home viewing until mid to late April is crazy. Like it's in the middle of April. That's crazy. That is well, part of part of that is that Sony, right? That's Sony who owns all the distribution rights to Spider-Man. And so they don't have a streaming service. So they, they benefit from a longer window because they can milk the box office a little bit longer then create the demand and get higher returns on on rentals and VOD. But almost four months, like almost four months is oh, just yeah. insane. It was forever. I for, like you in forget everything age. that happened in it. Like I remember, I'm actually surprised we, we were able to wait that long because like my wife doesn't really care to go to theaters much anymore. Uh, so it's mostly me going, going, going there. And she had to wait four months to be able to see what all the hype was. Like I came back with like, you got to go see. And she's like, I really just don't want to go to the- theaters right now. Uh, and the fact that we had to wait that long is just insane, but it does make me feel better because if you're a fan of this program, you know how much I, we love going to the actual theater to go see a movie and worth seeing it. And that's why we're very excited from last week's, uh, that we mentioned about Lightyear. It's going to be coming straight. It's going to be coming to theaters, which I'm excited about. Well, and I realized I love a strong I, 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 yes, I love going to the theaters, but I also like a strong theater release where there's, I like watching a movie in a theater full of people. Yes. That's, that's the extrovert probably, but at the same no, time, I, like, mm-hmm. if you like it, it, then it's a real thing. Cause so that's, JB that was, hates people. Cause I hate people. I'm, go, go true, find, go true. find the onion article about, um, loser goes <laughs> yes. to the movie by himself. That's me. The whole thing about, uh-huh. uh, uh, uses a uh, kiosk so that he doesn't have to talk to another human being. That's me going mm-hmm. to the theater. Mm-hmm. Although I'm trying to coordinate to hopefully find some people to go see this movie with um, the Doctor Strange this weekend. Uh, but no, watching the new Spider-Man movie in a room full of people who were dying to see Spider-Man for the first, like in theaters. It was great. It was great because every time a new character came on screen, the whole place erupted. It was explosion. Kind of made it so that watching it at home four months later, it definitely fell fun. off a lot farther than I was expecting it to, where I was actually kind of falling asleep. Although this is just a trend for me. This is just getting older. I'm oh, waiting too late. fell to- <laughs> asleep in another movie. I wish I would have fallen asleep in some of today's movie. But anyways, uh, uh, but no, I'm, I'm, I am, I'm excited that to hear the news that the cinema, so you were saying studios, not cinema owners, were actually the ones that were like, 
we are kind of trying to get back into your good graces and bring and yeah. keep the, keep movies in theaters coming because yeah so it's VOD it's, just it's thousands yeah. it's thousands of studio of uh cinema owners from around the world all come to las vegas and the major studios are pitching you know what all this coming up um yeah and it looks like everybody's trying to more or less get back in good graces and hey let's you know, you know, when we were, you know, shooting for one, two billion dollar box offices, any chance we could do that again? Any chance yep. we can get back to that? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I think Disney in particular really wants that because I mean, that's that's where they that's where they I mean, they they own the biggest box office movies of all yep. time. They own them all. Um, and they've got some sequels coming out this year to those. Yep. Most notably being Avatar 2 coming out later this year in December. Though Shazam 2 may give yep. it a run for it. It may, it may, it may pull a little bit. I mean, I'll, I'll be surprised if that date stays. I mean, I don't know how what else they can do, but I feel like they have to move Shazam, but. Well, and the, apparently the CinemaCon goers uh, or attendees were uh, privyed to uh, some like five, 10 minutes of the movie or, or their trailer or something. Oh, I can't remember exactly what it was, but they were able to see it uh, and they were given 3D glasses, everything like that. And like the overwhelming response was, again, James Cameron has broken through and this is just groundbreaking, the most visually stunning thing you've ever seen. Are we going to have to rethink going back to 3D movies again, Eddie? 10 years, uh, 12 years later? I've only later? enjoyed two 3D movies. Avatar, I enjoyed. That was a good one to watch. Uh, in 3D. It was a good. And then the second one I really Hobbit. liked was no. Hard pass. No. Hard pass. Um, you didn't watch then, it 60 frames per uh, second? <laughs> It was so bad. <laughs> I'm so glad we didn't, so that didn't bad. catch on. Me too. And that was what's a little side tangent here. Do you remember watching all of those production vlogs and being mm-hmm. like, ooh, oh, okay, this could be cool. This is amazing. Oh, they the dual red cameras taking, right next to it. Yep. They're, you know, they made their own rigs. They're taking this into consideration with production design and costume design. This is going to be incredible. Painting everything like way vibrant colors because 3D evidently degrades it. You watched it and it was like, oh, this is awful. This is just awful. But I digress. I we could do a whole episode on just where the Hobbit fell short. what was I saying? Oh, the second one that I really enjoyed, the the Amazing Spider-Man, just to bring it back to Spider-Man here a little bit. Um, I went back to the theaters to see that a few times. 3D? Now I was living in Mexico. Yeah, just because it, of the 3D. I thought the 3D was amazing. I was also paying $5 a ticket for 3D. So yeah, that, well, so that was some really good deals. Easier. It just came up the other day. Someone used a meme from uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. And it brought me back to when we, when we saw when we saw that together we in, did. in theaters. We read it. Or no, I think in the, Mexico. The, the subtitles I think were in, in Spanish, Mexico. but the movie was in uh English. But yeah, that's great. It was a subtitle. So Doctor Strange Multiverse uh, of Madness. Uh how where's your where's your anticipation for this? Where you at? Um I would I, I wouldn't say Doctor Strange is like my favorite. I'm definitely more excited for Thor later this summer. 
Um, but it's up there. I'm going to do my darndest to see it on opening weekend. Great. So now we can cover that next week in our Disney Like I news. said, I'll do my darndest. Get, you got to get through another little, week of spoilers. One more week of spoilers. Trying to stay off YouTube and stay off all the, the Twitters and stuff like that just to make it to Friday or Thursday or whenever I get to it. But that's not here, there, here nor there. That's not why we're here to speak to you and tell you through later. this journey as we go from 1988 to 2005 of all the Disney movies that came out from our childhood. No, today we are going to be springing into action to review the film adapted from the great Saturday morning cartoon, Inspector Gadget. Cue the Disney sound effect. Okay. So IMDb description for anybody who doesn't know anything about the Inspector Gadget. Let's see if this holds up right here. A security guard's dreams come true when he is selected to be transformed into a cybernetic police officer. I think I pronounced cybermetic wrong, but that kind of that kind of does it. I will say this. The biggest thing, one of the first things on this is I never knew the origin story for Inspector Gadget. Like I never knew how he became like I just jumped straight into part man part ro- he's part man part robot mostly thought he was a robot and what what thing is he going to do to uh keep the claw from uh winning the day I never knew so how he best, became that the best that I've discerned from my extensive extensive Stent. research on the on the internet um I don't think the cartoon ever dealt with uh, an origin oh. story. He just kind of always was. Uh, and the, one of the biggest complaints uh, about this movie by like hardcore cartoon fans is that it is such a departure from the original content. Did you feel and like, that yep. fans of the cartoon actually prefer Inspector Gadget to the direct to VHS or DVD or whatever it was. Interesting. Uh, that came out a few years later. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Broderick and, did not make it two, to the second one. <laughs> they recast no. it. Well, and that's pretty common when you do the direct to DVD sequel. Yeah, like Airbud 35. They didn't get the original dog for the for those other Airbuds. Yeah, Cinderella <laughs> 6, all of these things. There's uh, yeah, you have a hard hard time getting your talent to come back. For yeah, you. are you are you a, a Matthew Broderick stan yourself? Are you are you in the? Are, do you like Matthew Broderick as an actor as a savant? Um, I wouldn't say that he's like my favorite, but I don't dislike him. I'm trying to, but th- I'm also not. I'm trying to think of a Matthew Broderick joint that I like. I I really don't. I, mean, I don't have many. I don't. I don't have a lot of years of watching first Bueller's day off for some odd reason i've never got into it or like i don't I know got if I into ferris bueller i got into into ferris bueller while in college okay. living in chicago and uh it just kind of came like a yearly tradition for four years there watching that um, and he's popped into a few other things. I'll tell you, you want to know the craziest moment that I, be, he endeared himself to me. 
comedians and cars getting coffee. Oh, you like? Oh, he had a, he had a good performance on that. And his wife, she did a separate episode. Sarah Jessica Parker. Hold up, they're married. Both, they're married. Yeah, uh, you didn't like. Okay, they're like a a long. They're on Broadway right now in a two person play. What? Um, That's funny. I thought most people hated her. I thought she was like despised on the internet. And she has well, her own so play. here he, here you go. Like I. I was uncertain with Sarah Jessica Parker. Then she was in one of my favorite movies of all time. I know what you're talking about. Family Stone. Family Stone. Good. Great. She's perfect in that. Her, she's perfect in that. And her character arc, like you, you hate her at the beginning. Until you love her. And then you feel for it. And then you love her at the end. Yes. When everybody gangs up on her, you're like, she doesn't, she didn't deserve that much. She didn't deserve this. And then, um, which I think we can do that movie now because I think with the Fox uh, uh, acquisition, Disney owns Eddie. Don't get my hopes up. Don't tell me that we get to review one of the, the best Christmas movies of all Greatest. time. I don't even know if you, I would classify it as just a Christmas movie. I could watch it all, all year long and I'm a purist <laughs> Christmas movies after Thanksgiving only, but that one, like yeah. well, it's not really a Christmas movie; it just takes place at Christmas time. So I figured out. I figured out what I like Matthew Broderick in, the voice of Simba. He does do a good job yeah. as the voice of Simba. So I'll I'll give him that. He does. I'll and then oh, well, no, we already covered that. Go back and watch our our um, uh, our Lion King episode to get a West Wing deep cut there. Oh yeah. So I mean, we got to talk about the opening, the the dream sequences throughout this thing. I don't know if they work. So my wife watched a portion of the opening sequence with me and she's like, wow, that came in fast. Like there was no setup, but then she was kind of making, making uh, treats for everybody and walking in and out. I was like, no, that was actually a dream sequence. But throughout the movie, I just felt like, especially the, the one of the big, not the dance sequence, but where you come in for the big ball gala, whatever. It felt like they shot that movie in order and then decided to do this dream sequence thing and re-edit it was a weird thing because then you just come in and then you're just jump straight into it when you're actually in the scene the dream sequences were just kind of weird i don't know no, why they, they, felt, they weren't needed yeah they felt forced uh, honestly i wonder it's already a short run yeah it's really short um like 119 I wonder or something 115 if, yeah i wonder if they um they blew their budget on cgi oh. which was poorly allocated and found themselves <laughs> they needed more they needed out more. <laughs> enough they needed more yeah they were like ooh and we can't use cgi for any of these sequences what can we do um but yeah like the um that opening sequence is so clearly a back, backlog back like lot. they mm-hmm. they they're not even trying that no. is the Golden Oaks backlot of Disney. Go to Disney Plus. There's a whole, uh, the One Day at Disney series. There's a whole episode on the Golden Oaks backlot. Watch that and you'll be like, oh, okay, that's Inspector Gadget. Yes, okay, yes, we've seen that. Bad. It was really, really an awkward opening to which I, I did not remember at all. I had seen this before. And maybe I've watched, this may have been my third time to have seen this movie. 
I'm sure. I'm sure I've seen it before. I just didn't remember. There was nothing that stood out to me. Like, oh, I remember watching that as a kid, or that that the there was nothing that kind of stit lasted, like memory wise. What lasted memory wise is when he does the whole go go gadget oil slick and toothpaste shoots out. Oh, okay. And I remember distinctly as a kid going, "Why'd they put toothpaste in them?" Mm-hmm. Why did they do you most know, of the like, things that they put in them? What purpose does that serve? Yes, but yes, well, this uh, it is it is uh, it is awkwardly put together as well. Like there's just a, a disconjointedness that you feel all throughout. Can I? So I I, I did some deep math on this. Um, so we have a so to give some context, uh, we have every time that at our office they are doing something for publishing. The, so the guy who runs our publishing department, he comes up and he always has walk-up music. And the walk-up music always has something to do with what he's going to talk about. But it's always obscure music, always obscure something. So he comes up and he says, the math is if you take Katy Perry plus a hint of drugs plus the lyrics from Evanescence, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, that's how you get this song. And it's always like, the song title has to do something with the book they just released or they got a number one bestseller or whatever. So I did some math on this of like how this movie, what all the parts of this movie are. It's the uh, storyline of RoboCop. Yes. Plus the animation and stupidity of Flubber minus Mm -hmm. a great comedian in uh, our, our favorite, one of our favorite comedians, not having him involved in it. Uh, why is he? Why is his name Robin Williams? There we go. Plus, add in a little bit of the Million Dollar Man. Then add the not so plucky, not that funny moment of Get Smart. That's how you get this film. That's the math in my head, at least, trying to piece this all together. Of like, what were they trying? What was the like? You know, it's like it's Die Hard on a plane. No, this is RoboCop with the million dollar man plus flubber minus robin williams with a little bit of get smart in there that's that's this movie to me that that is a great analysis uh and i think what that analysis helped highlight was what all of those movies had that this one didn't and sorry matthew broadwick but there isn't an outstanding actor at the center yep keeping it all keeping it at like at like and even in the supporting roles like i'm sorry the like minion muscle guy is probably the best actor in all of this. Well, you know where where you know where he's from. He's the where's he uh, from? He's the apartment soup from Friends. The apartment soup, the 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 building hey. guy who like uh, Joey has to come in and learn teach him how to dance so he can impress his lady friends or whatever. You're That's talking. Him. I'm friends illiterate. I'm friends illiterate. Well, there you go. I think there's been a lot of friends Sarah's random friends. cameos throughout, but then again, that is a standard comedy show everybody's made it made an appearance if you didn't that's where it went bad but while we're talking about while we're yeah you go ahead i was gonna say while we're on this guy did you catch the credit scene or did you turn it off immediately that was probably my favorite part probably i would agree i i hate to say this but i think the credits were better than the movie the workout video with brenda 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 robo brenda robo brenda robo then (laughs) 
<laughs> then you had the reveal that Brains, the dog, the beagle, was voiced by the cartoon Inspector Gadget. Mm-hmm. That was a great one. But I love the Minion Recovery Group. Mm-hmm. It's been 30 days since I last kissed up to anyone. <laughs> they got all and the all the guys they, on the front row. And they pan to it. I'm like, wait, who were all those people? But if you wait in the credits, they list all those people. Okay. And I, because I want to offer world-class, you know, product and show here to (laughs) the listeners of our podcast, I paused the frame and wrote all down, wrote the names down. First listed is Mr. T. Did you realize Mr. T was right and center front row? Oh, wow. Then they list all the other guys. Are, Are you ready for this? Famous villain with deadly hat. This is, I'm just reading the credits here. Famous big guy with silver teeth. Famous identifier of seaplanes. Famous Native American sidekick. Famous assistant to Dr. Frankenstein. Son before second son. What? I I have no idea. Bane of bumbling, idiotic, yet curiously successful French detective. Wow. Okay. And then the last one was Aaron Meyerson. <laughs> don't even know what to do with all that. <laughs> I don't know either, but it was like, I wish you would have put as much thought that you did into that scene into the rest of the movie. There was some very, int- like there were some uh, nods and some, some uh, what's the word for it? For sure. Uh, throughout this film, some, uh, homages uh you had the asian guy screaming in japanese running towards camera while robo gadget was spitting fire like godzilla behind him yeah uh, oh man what where was the um uh when they when they when they say i think someone's been watching too many saturday morning saturday morning cartoons and look to the camera go huh and then they kind of go back no that's a great example they break the fourth wall a in this movie there was at least a half a dozen to a dozen uh moments where they just break that i mean even with the i mean we joked in the in the opener with the you gotta wear a seatbelt. it is a disney movie after all uh those little type of things um bumped this up just a little bit for me like i enjoyed those little break the fourth wall moments in an otherwise kind of mundane movie uh, it made it a little bit more fun for me, a little more enjoyable. What was the so going? What would do you think was the worst CGI stuff for you in this film? Like hands down, like worst attempts at CGI. Because I have one in particular for me, and it's not even a big, mo- big theatrical thing. Yeah, I I mean the the one that it just jarred me was the like when they first show his hand and the little things coming out of his finger. Oh, that was bad. I that was like I thought at first is that this is that like a cut of from the Saturday morning cartoon? Like it looked hand drawn <laughs> cartoon. It was so bad. That's probably the one that jumps out to me the most. I mean, the worst you decision to use cgi was with the guru when his eyeballs pop out of his sockets just unnecessary 
<laughs> you guys can't, you listeners can't see it, but Eddie was banging his head <laughs> on the desk. The whole scene, I knew exactly what they were going to do. The moment it came on, I was I, like, I know he, like when they say obtaining the balls, I know it's going to happen here. And I then don't. when his eyeballs like pop out of their sockets for a second, I'm just like, this, this breaks the whatever. Giant the bag of ice. The, the bag um, of ice was fine. Just, it was actually kind of funny, but the, the, his, the, the random guys, just eyeballs kind of coming cartoonish out of his sockets. It, it, like that's they broke that unwritten rule of like who it's like when you when you're in a movie like are the dog are the animals speaking to this person like I think we've talked about that before <laughs> it's like no you you broke a rule here and that's where it wasn't like an egregious yeah, use of cool. it it was just like all the other things are bad but this was like no you broke something like that's that's not okay whatever all, uh, yeah. I just didn't even understand the Indian guru no nope. uh, but nonetheless like Junior high humor, I'm sorry. It's just lazy. Like, yeah, I just don't get me started there. I just that's lazy. I don't I don't enjoy it. What also was lazy in this film were the wireframe transitions. Holy cow. They were I mean because were they just again, emulating were they emulating I think the, they're just the cartoons? Is that what they were trying to do? Well, that's true. The cartoons do that kind of animated transition. Um, but they were, yes, the wireframe CGI was awful. And some of them were just really, really long. Like the opening, it took forever to make this weird gadgety G. And then when it actually is created, you're like, that's wah, it. Wah. Like, that's what you're doing. Yeah. Wah, wah. And it, it made me again, I wondered, are we just extending this where we can because we've got to hit 90 minutes? Yeah. I didn't. I don't even think it. I don't even think it, it hit ninety minutes. I thought it was like one twenty or something. It was not very. It was. It was a really short movie. But no, those were like they weren't even done well. I was like, we don't need any of these. I guess this is a callback to the original, but you didn't need any of them for this film, and they didn't add that much. I don't. I don't. I didn't understand. Was there anything that you liked about this film, Eddie? I know we said that a little some of the homages. I did enjoy the sharper image catalog cover in the montage of all the the headlines. I did enjoy that. By far, my favorite is the breaking of the fourth wall. Um, but then I also thought there was just these wonderful little, um, just little moments, just kind of like sprinkled throughout. Probably the first one. Um, this was a great late 90s recall with the Yahoo search engine Yahoo. billboard. Yep. And then they gave the Yahoo as it fell on him. That was good. I like that. Uh, I'm a sucker for any montage, as are, as are you. Yep. Uh, and I, th I thought this was a, a crazy kind of wacky little surgery creation montage, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, with crazy things uh, flying uh, all uh, around. And it had the music, yep. Um, I, 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 I'm beating a dead horse with this, but the breaking of that fourth wall, like looking at the camera after a joke, kind of doing all that, like that, that was played well. I thought that was really good, but I think the shining moment for me, and we alluded to it earlier is I loved the, the little Spanish joke where no, they're, no, 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 you need, you know, and he just goes, conjugate the verb for goodness sake. <laughs> Like, I haven't heard conjugate the verb since our days of taking Spanish together. I 
I, yes, I have to work on conjugating verbs every day now, right? And there are so many moments where your brain just like, just works through all of the variations until you hit the right one. And you're just like, hablo, hablas, hables, hablamos, hablaron, ah, and you just, you can't get it all. So that was, uh, that was a, Maybe just where I am in my life right now, but that was a that was probably my favorite one. There was a couple other good ones. You had the gadget mobile. I thought he had a couple of good lines. Did you like the gadget mobile? Yeah, it was good. It was a DL Hughley, I think, was the actor who like voiced it. What, what, what were some things you wrote down? Um, uh, when he calls and he says, "I'd save her, but I can't fit in the elevator." I thought that was funny. I thought that was really <laughs> funny. And then when uh, they, uh, he has the candy dispenser, right? And when she opens the door and all the Skittles flow out and he says, I got the Skittles kicked out of me. <laughs> For some reason, that was funny to me. Uh, another, um, an- another little uh, nugget uh, nod was choosing the actress who uh, plays Harriet the Spy to be the, um, his, his niece. Penny. To be Penny. And then he, the, the, the guy says, oh, he's the real detective here, around here. I was like, Harriet the Spy. I get that. Harriet the Spy. That's fun. She had, a, she had a good line going up to the minion and saying, uh, you look like you would rather be helping someone pick out some good weather stripping. <laughs> that was so random. I didn't, I didn't and, think it was going And on. then he's like, yes, you're right. You're right, I would. Uh-huh. I like the- My final- f- Go for it. You No, you- uh, my, my favorite fi- <laughs> line, my final favorite line is when Dr. Claw and Brenda are flying off of the helicopter and she says, and I liked you better fat. And then he just looks and he goes, bring on the brownies. I'm ready to binge. Okay. So can I, <laughs> I didn't know why he was saying that because I missed her line. I'm like, what does that have to do with it's like, bring on the brownies, ready the waffles. I'm ready to binge. I had no idea what was happening. But now that you're telling me that, that goes back to one of my favorite things. It's like, I don't recognize you. That's because I was obese. Maybe you remember me better like this. And he blows up his cheeks. Yes. <laughs> She's yes. like, oh, yeah, I remember you now. And I'm like, what What just happened here? Why? So that, that makes me more sense why he's yelling and screaming up brownies and waffles at the end. He de- he delivers a cartoon villain so straight faced and so it fairly well, fairly well. I mean, it's it's still hard to watch it. It's times, campy, and it's like, exactly that. Yeah, it's yeah. in the Jim Carrey esque. Like he went to the Jim Carrey School of Acting. Maybe he didn't graduate, but he would try. But Doctor Robotnik is he does it's perfect for that movie. I love. Yeah. Jim Carrey and Sonic. Uh, trying to think some other things. I didn't en- enjoy uh, when he's trying on his different hands and they've got the sushi hands. I, I, I <laughs> enjoyed that. Uh, I still don't know why she was having to sit on her desk Indian style, like, like cross-legged uh, while explaining things. And my wife thought, I think they're just trying to make her a little bit quirky. But when she's like explaining everything, she's sitting on her desk. And I was just like, this feels wrong i don't know what that is but um the so bad uh, so robo gadget the bad this is the bad gadget 
His teeth were so unsettling in a good way, in like a really actually made me uncomfortable. The fake teeth, it was a, it, that was a good, that was a good creative, creative decision. I thought that, that helped make him v- like set him apart very yeah. easily. And you wouldn't think like, oh, how can we make this guy look more sinister? The teeth. Exactly. I, you know, you would have been like maybe his red eyes. Would have thought that. They would have gone with yeah. like, like red eyes or pupils or some way like the eyes would kind of do something yeah. or give him a scar or something. But no, the teeth, that was a great, I enjoyed that. I thought I was like, that's, that was a good one. But I mean, and I, I think we'll get there. Santa Claus 2, I think, learns from this. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we haven't we haven't we'll done Santa Claus two yet, right? That's that's on that's on the on the list. No, it's it should be coming up here soon. Uh, so a couple other random ones. Uh, the um, fake Brenda. I'm programmed to be a cheerleader, and she somersaults off. Robo the, Brenda. <laughs> Robo Brenda. She goes straight off the building. That was how, and then and then the perfect little poof of smoke L- comes up. Little afterwards. poof of smoke. Although, how far did she fall? If there, you can see the smoke. Uh. When he like slams onto the wheel. Thank build. you. I, I had that exact same thought of the, the poof. This is a skyscraper, and you and and the poof comes up so quickly, and you're like, came through. Hold on, um, physics would speak otherwise. His uh, net worth desk that's counting. <laughs> yes, his net worth, all his stocks that are changing as you as right. Elon right Musk below. needs one of those. If I was a billionaire, I would buy that desk immediately. Just, just because um, there, there's some random little things that I enjoy. So I don't know why his when he when he repels up and then he like slams onto the window, her perfectly onto her window. Go home. Lock your door. Stay yes. alive. I will find you. What is that? What is happening right now? I'm so confused. Uh, I and I, I'm going. Why you chose those words? Like. You know, you just found out who killed her dad. Why don't you say that? Like, there's, uh, there's a bunch of random other things that I put in here. Uh, but I think I think the thing I want to ask for you is, what is the one gadget that you would want from his assortment, his varied assortment of just the most random crap that they put inside of his body? I want the Go Go Gadget helicopter is there any other is there any other better choice because that's i would say no i would say that is the best one right and i remember that from the saturday Mm because i watched the saturday morning cartoons somewhat frequently and i that was a very common he used that and i'm like yes i i can't think of anything else that seems even remotely practical compared to that there's a part of me that kind of wanted to say the uh, spring-operated uh, shoes, but no, like that's or the arms, but no, the 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 copter, the hat copter, is the right choice every time. It is the right choice. Now, will we make the right choice in rating this movie? So I, I went first last week. Okay, so and I'll- that resulted in you being <laughs> incredibly wrong. So Incredibly I'm going to let wrong. you go. You first, need to go listen week. to episode 65 on Tarzan to hear our us bicker uh, like 
like an old married couple about that last one. But uh, no bickering. It is me educating you. On you educating me. But we did we did uh, revisit an old oldie but goodie with Soul and just kind of revisit that whole debacle. Uh, but anyway, anyway, so it's funny because we've been I knew I thought I knew what my number was coming into this. We have then re-brought up some like interesting things that actually kind of gave it a little bit more, I don't know if heart's the right word, but maybe a little bit more thought than I thought really this movie was given in, in writing it. And maybe these were just happy accidents. But the fact that I was sure my son, my son usually loves stupid humor, like the trashing the camp sequence in Tarzan, he kind of was in there for a little bit of that and cackled through trashing the camp. And this movie, he, he, he said over and over and over again, can we please turn this off? I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't. He, and finally, he just like was like, Dada, turn this movie off. And then he had to go into timeout for a little bit uh, for, for being disrespectful. But <laughs> I, in honor of my son's like pure disdain for this film and the fact that I have zero desire to turn this on again. I would I wouldn't even hesitate turning it back off. I'm going to go with a 1 on this. Are the are the are the are the positives going to give give this a little extra for you Eddie? Are you going to you going to stay in where I'm at? Well, so I was I honestly I had to have a little bit of like a moment of going, why did Disney keep doing this? Like we like these weird cartoons made into uh movies, right? Where you had George of the Jungle, Mr. Oh, yeah. Magoo, Meet the Deedles. Like, now that, like, what were you thinking? Like, all of these, none of these were, were good. You did not find a gem in the Prairie any Dogs? Of these. The Prairie Dogs didn't do it um, for you? <laughs> no. The uh, real action I, Prairie Dogs? What I had learned is that, again, they acquired, Disney is really good at acquiring things. Something called DIC Entertainment, the one of the incredible world of DIC, uh, and they were the ones who created Inspector Gadget, Meet the Deedles. They were also the ones who brought over some Japanese cartoons to the United States. My favorite being Speed Racer, um, and so I think, yeah, there was uh, it, it just. Brought me a little bit of a connection there to like meet the Deedles and kind of comparing them on all those. This is maybe the most tolerable out of all of them. It was. It just, was. The, it was the top range of some of them. Although, man, there were some moments in Meet the Deedles that just got to me. We're good. It, like that got to me. It, it got to me. It's the. Oh, then again, we always we're to talk about this. You need to go back and listen to our episode, but. Paul Walker made Meet the Deedles what it was. Oh yeah, as as as, oh, yeah. as much as he could. He can, that and that and the Prairie Dogs for me, the real Prairie Dogs. I'm still amazed that they got them in that. So if book. we gave if we gave Mr. Magoo a zero, zero. Right, the Just only movie zero. we have ever we we've not given any other movie a straight zero. We gave George of the Jungle a one, and we gave Meet the Deedles a one point five. That's we kind gave, of where we gave I Meet was, the Deedles a one, and we gave Paul Walker a point five. Point five, right? Uh, so I, I had a, uh, I was about to give this a one point five until you said just that, and I think I'm just gonna straight up agree with you and just give it a one. There was no, there was no actor that could really pull this thing out. 
No, no. Not even and, the I, and I kind of wanted to because I, I, I enjoyed the Saturday morning cartoon. Let, like, let, let that be heard. That's what makes I it heard, a one. I've watched that a lot. Yes, yes. That's what makes it a um, one for me because the cartoon was a big part of my life and this was nothing like the cartoon. None nothing. at all. None at all. And, and hearing or reading a few things saying that the sequel, the direct-to-DVD was more like that made me want to watch that for like 10 seconds and then i went yeah no never mind did it pop up for you as the credits rolled where i of course i had to actually click to watch the credit scenes because i was like oh this actually looks somewhat engaging and i had to click on the actual little because it went down to the picture in picture thing yeah no yes so we're ones ones all across ones all across but that's okay because your life has now been forever changed by another Forever. episode of Honey, We Made a Disney Podcast. You will not un- unhear and unsee the films that we talk about. So, uh, Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your other favorite podcast, because we know this is one of yours. And while you're there, give us a five-star review and share this with your best friend. You can, all co- you can also check us out at honeywemade.com. You can see our full movie list as we continue to go through all of Disney's movies from 1988 to 2005, including not next week's episode, two weeks episode, because next week we are going to take a little departure from our normal program so we can review. We can review. We're going to we're going to give you uh, our thoughts, kind of what we we gave you a little bit of a taste of what we're thinking for Doctor Strange, my personal concern for my friend. Uh, Kevin Feige and Marvel that maybe they're giving away too much but Doctor Strange we're going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness our review of it as well as the entire Moon Knight series which if you're listening to this later in Wednesday today hopefully you will be checking that out the season finale series finale or season finale do you know that do you know Joanne did you know Eddie all I know is that they have only signed Oster Isaacs for this <sighs> Man, I'm These so, I'm so nervous. Episodes. I'm so nervous because I want, I, I love him so much and I want him to be part of Marvel. But so, yeah, so that's what's going to be coming up next week. Thank you for listening. And remember, sharing files is a great way to bring the company together. <laughs>